Rahul, it's day three. You've slept for three and a half hours since you arrived four days ago. We have plans to dunk you in an ice bath just to keep you going. And luckily, there's one just across from the Koi Pond up here on the roof of the Nobu Hotel. When they ask you to leave here on Friday, don't let them. This is our podcast's home now. Well, Friday's a long way away. And of course, there's so much more to come. Don't I know it? All right. Swami Shiva Subramaniam, VP Database Analytics and ML at AWS, is about to take the stage. We have Alex Kearns with us here to parse the announcements. Alex is an AWS consultant and senior solution engineer at InnoWisdom in the UK. If you are talking about AI, ML, or data analytics, you want to have Alex in the room, and we do. So let's get to it. Please welcome our Vice President of Data and Machine Learning at AWS, Dr. Swami Siva Subramanian. Welcome. Live from reInvent in Las Vegas, this is AWS Insiders, an original podcast by CloudFix about the services, patterns, and future of cloud computing at AWS. CloudFix is a tool that finds and implements 100% safe, AWS recommended cost savings. That's fixes, not just analytics. I'm Hillary Doyle, joined as always by Rahul Subramaniam. Rahul, Swami just left the keynote stage where he opened with a Slipsky-style setup that looked at inventors from Isaac Newton to <laughs> the inventor of the microwave oven. Uh, his opening thesis, these moments of innovation, these light bulb ahas, they can only happen when you've got the right context, the right information working in the background so that you can make the connections that lead to something revolutionary. In other words, move over Isaac Newton because AWS <laughs> can now operate as your enterprise brain, making those connections for you, assuming you've laid the groundwork to capture that data properly. So, you know, according to Swami, the key is building a future-proof data foundation within AWS and then creating neural networks by weaving a connective tissue across the organization <laughs> is so easy. <laughs> We've been watching the action here at your watch party, and it's been a pretty quiet room here on the rooftop. Yeah, I think uh, the problem has been with some of the storytelling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, the, the connections are kind of crosswired all over my head at this point. But Do your I think best. The, <laughs> here, here's how I unravel this, this entanglement. I think, as everyone knows who's been dealing with anything ML or AI, mm -hmm. it's all about the data. Of course. Right? So if I were to break down Swami's keynote, it boils down to data connections in terms of where do you source all these you know, disparate pieces of data. Mm -hmm. Second, how do you process all of this data and get it into shape so that you can actually do something with it? And then the third part of it is, what interesting insights can you gain from it, both from a BI and analytics standpoint at, at the low end of it, and then machine learning models. So I think if I were to wear my technologist hat, the one thing that I think Swami addressed way better than Adam did was, mm -hmm. he did touch on at least all of those aspects throughout his keynote, though I think the storytelling could do a little bit more work. Okay, all right. <laughs> Anything in here that, that surprised you? No, I think uh, I was hoping to see some more innovation in the no-code, low-code mm -hmm. space or trying to make it easier for customers to kind of A, acquire new data sets, 
because the problem that everyone has is data. Mm-hmm. In fact, when he was just talking about the fact that there are, you know, data sets that customers struggle with, I was hoping that they would actually create a marketplace right. of different data sets and start curating it themselves for the customer uh-huh. base. That would have been a really cool idea. I think they did a little bit of that with the GIS data. But again, that's such a niche that uh, I'm not sure they addressed a broader segment of their customer base. Okay, that's interesting. You know, we have been hearing a lot about recent Amazon layoffs. They've cut into the Alexa team really heavily. You don't hear much from Amazon, uh, you know, about the generative AI space. And I'm just wondering, you know, the ML AI innovation at AWS is really deep, but what's the lane they're looking to own here? I think like the rest of AWS, they are not that opinionated about the lane. Right. They've just been so focused on creating a bunch of building blocks and hoping that their customer base tells them what lane to be on. Yeah. So they're counting on their customer base to basically do all the innovation and the experimentation and come up with use cases that will hopefully inform them about which way to go. So I think they're still discovering it for themselves. You know, we had a great fast conversation after the keynote wrapped up. My second slide was don't. Um, You're being hounded by journalists, so sometimes you have to step out. Um, But it is interesting. It feels like this has been a really subdued year for the keynotes. And as I'm saying that, I realize like in the last two days, we've heard about AWS helping companies cure cancer, um, you know, save lives in disaster zones, improve access to computer science education. At this point, are we just spoiled? Is the infrastructure (laughs) so impressive that the work is kind of done and now it's just about improvements to a really solid base? Or is this a problem of Amazon struggling under its own weight a little? No, I think over the last five years, Amazon has put in an enormous amount of effort trying to to basically have technologists believe in the idea of innovating in the cloud. Mm. And I think they, they kind of nailed that over the last five years or so. This year, given the economic... It sounds like we're in the middle of a heist. Welcome to Las Vegas, guys. You'll you'll hear the choppers and moments. It's all right. If they come and pick one of us up, the other will finish out this episode. Continue. So like I was saying, uh, the last five years was being, were being spent by AWS nailing uh, the message to the technologists. Yeah. And I think they convinced everyone that if you want innovation now, it's got to be in the cloud. It's got to be on AWS. This year, with all the economic uncertainty, I think they are really trying... I'm not entirely sure they're succeeding, but they're mm-hmm. really trying to convince the CEOs and the CIOs, you know, more the management of the organization, that they are in the right company, that this is the right bet that they have made. And yeah, I think the message feels a little mixed. Right. Uh, their, their storytelling hasn't been to point. It's in fact gotten a little confusing. Mm-hmm. But at heart, they are a bunch of technologists who have built some amazing services and some amazing building blocks. And I think most organizations realize it. So I think the keynote is just a little bit of a blip. Yeah. At the end of the day, the services that they've launched, the APIs that are now available for customers to go try out, those are going to be the real winners. And we're going to see how everyone starts leveraging them. Fair to say that this year's reInvent really isn't for the technologists, it isn't for the developers, it's for the C-suite? I think the keynotes, I would say the keynotes definitely seem to be geared towards the C-suite. But if you go down to the expo floor, I think there's no doubt it's all about the technologists. We'll get some audio for you guys from the expo floor. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a really happening place. I'm just here on the rooftop watching things from above. (laughs) 
Okay, we have our special guest waiting in the wings slash sitting right next to us. Let's bring Alex Kearns into the fold. We've got a lot to talk about. Alex Kearns is an AWS consultant and a senior solution engineer at InnoWisdom. InnoWisdom is a UK-based AI machine learning and data analytics consulting company. Alex, we are delighted to have you with us. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, God, great to have your accent joining this show. Thank you. I know it's fake, but keep it up. <laughs> um, Absolutely. <laughs> we, you know, we know that coming into reInvent, you were looking forward to this keynote. What is your immediate takeaway from this morning? I, I think very similar to, to yesterday's keynote, really. It, it, <laughs> Uh-oh. It, it so I wasn't alone. <laughs> <laughs> the feel of being at the keynote was great. But when you kind of get back to the hotel and you look at the announcements that have come out, and there were, I think, 13 or 14 that came out of yesterday. But there, there's not a lot of push on the, the new shiny stuff, the things sure. that make you really kind of get excited. What would have gotten you excited today? So what, what I really came into reInvent looking for was, particularly in the ML space, improvements to SageMaker, but for builders, making SageMaker more flexible and less focused on the, the, the SageMaker studio, the all-in-one IDE, the no-code, low-code, which is the direction that everything really seems to be pushed into. So the announcements that came out for SageMaker today, we had two machine learning announcements mm -hmm. in a keynote that is to be focused on machine learning. Right. And <laughs> a bit of a miss. A missed opportunity, shall we say. Yeah, yeah you, you walk away from it and think, is, is the focus on data rather than machine learning? Is that where, where Amazon see the, the immediate future? Do you think that data is the focus for Amazon right now? I mean, it, you'd be forgiven for thinking that. I, I think data is where the money is. Um, I think machine learning is probably a good follow-on to the data. Perhaps Amazon have a strategy to get all data into AWS first uh, and making it easy to do that is a way to, to enable machine learning later. I think it was less about the data itself, but more around the governance of data because <laughs> data is so critical to most of these organizations, right? I mean, AWS is pushing incredibly hard for these organizations to take all the data that they have internally across all of their systems and bring them to the cloud so that you can do something interesting with it. And I think the biggest fears that these organizations have around the data is governance. Like what happens if this data leaks? All the compliance and GDPR and all that other stuff that's going on, you know, that they have to be compliant with. That's the biggest concern of the CIOs, mm -hmm. the, you know, the legal departments at all of these large firms that have any data worth working with. Because all the other stuff, you know, the the machine learning pipelines and the workflows around SageMaker, the Canvas, all of that stuff, that the technologists are already sold on, right? I mean, you'd speak to any technologist, they're like, yep, that's the one I want to go with because I've got all of my tools, I've got all of the stuff, you know, I've got all the instance types that I need, it's all dynamic, it's on demand, I can do whatever I want. But the problem is data. How do I get the data to work with? And I think that's what they're trying to address. It's the same story that I had with EC2, and, you know, the basic infrastructure, maybe 12, 13 years ago. Right. It's, it's, I'm seeing that play out with data. And data is way more sensitive to these organizations than the bare-bone machines were 12 years ago. What are some of the announcements from today that are actually going to practically affect both of you day-to-day? -day? I mean, I think for, for me, from today and from yesterday as well, uh, data zone is one that I see as 
being really important, particularly at that enterprise level. So DataZone is a, a new way to do data cataloging mm-hmm. and manage the governance of that within AWS. I really like the idea of being able to have these data producers and data consumers and be able to, as a consumer, subscribe to a data set within an organization. But it's it's not a new idea. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, it's it's felt, particularly today, like it's a case of Amazon filling in the gaps. You've got products like Data Hub, which is a data catalog outside right. of AWS. The announcements around things like the, the 20 new AppFlow connectors. Yep. Previously, if it wasn't in AppFlow, you'd go and use Fivetran or you'd use Airbyte or, or something else. So it feels like AWS is just really trying to put together a proposition where people aren't forced to go and use something different. And I think from my standpoint, it just boils down to the governance model. As long as there is one system, one way of doing things, I think most enterprise organizations feel comfortable with that. If you had to go to 10 or 15 different systems to try and coordinate all of that, it just feels like too much of an overhead for a lot of these enterprises. And I think that's the gap that AWS has realized as they talk to their customers, and that's what they've been trying to fill out. And I think that could have been a lot more succinct in Swami's keynote. Like They could have made sure that they doubled down on this message that this is the most secure place to put your data yeah. and the most secure way to deal with your data. Don't just keep copying stuff around from here to there and have shadow IT within your organization, You know, create copies of your data which you have no track of. Mm-hmm. Instead, here's the way to do it. Double down on the governance, sell the story, get them convinced, and then get yeah, out of there. Get out of there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, it's home run from that point on, yeah. right? So I, I think uh, that's the opportunity that AWS missed today. But if I put on my technologist hat, I actually feel pretty happy about closing all of these gaps because that has been one of the big pain points: mm-hmm. moving data around, making sure the right people have the right stuff, making sure their governance is in place. And I think they are starting to close the gap on that. Okay. Do you, I mean, do you disagree with the direction that AWS is taking in the spirit of their low-code, no-code focus? I, I think the the boundary should be wider. I think it should be more distinct to say, we've got tools like SageMaker Canvas, we've got tools like SageMaker Autopilot, which are very much designed for, I've got some data, I want to predict a value in this particular column, go and do some magic. The problem with that is if you don't know what magic it's doing, even at a high level, there's, there's so many problems that can come from that. If you're building a model on a data set that has uh, protected characteristics in it, like race or gender, there's, there's so much potential for bad bias to be introduced to machine learning, which the, the moment you start using that into any, any business process you are opening yourself up for massive liabilities. Yeah, I have a slightly different take on this. And if you had spoken to me about 10 years ago, I would probably have the same views. But what I realized is that when you have a platform at the scale of something like AWS with that many APIs and that many services, you've basically given developers a whole lot of ammunition to shoot themselves in the foot, okay? And it becomes imperative at that point to have opinions, have certain ways of doing things that you define up front because too much choice is also a problem, okay? And yes, anecdotally, there are some things to watch out for and stuff like that. But when you, look at, when you take a step back and look at things at scale, then you identify patterns of things that people are doing wrong. And AWS has an incredible amount of data that talks about what people are doing wrong. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they've actually taken that, especially in this area, 
and condense them down to certain best practices. Things like autopilot. You know, like when I was talking to the, the SageMaker team about how developers were completely messing up their hyperparameter tuning and struggling with it. You know, the fact that autopilot was created to just do all the stuff that they were doing, you know, do it efficiently, use ML to figure out what kind of hyperparameter tuning you needed. I think those are all great steps because they really help get the users to the outcomes they want. No one really realizes that the process of getting there isn't as important as getting to the final outcome that you really want. And the fact that they can reduce down the choices, make it easier to get to that end goal, is I think the, the, the whole objective of this, of this exercise. So I think from an AWS standpoint, that's what is key. And I like what they're doing. I think that making it easier is absolutely the right direction. I wonder if either messaging around it or the documentation or something around it needs to be a, almost a big warning sign to say, do, do you realize what you're doing? Um, and Let's put a bumper sticker on that one. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, so with, with the AWS machine learning suite of tools, uh, I think in the keynote yesterday, they, they showed this kind of three swim lane type diagram where you've got the kind of real custom stuff at the top and you've got... SageMaker Studio and SageMaker Canvas in the middle. And then you've got the, the sort of the niche, the managed uh, recognition, text poly, those kind of uh, single services at the bottom. So yeah. they work really well. They are super focused models. Um, you can do a little bit of custom stuff with them, but not huge amounts. But actually, that's, that's okay. They're designed to be an API where I can say, here's a photo, is it a celebrity? And they're really good at that. I think where the, the problems start to creep in is the more blurred those lines get, if people start to think, okay, if this is possible and I can just throw some data at this and it works, why can't I throw some data at this and it works? And it might work, but it's the why and the, not necessarily the how, but the knowing the pitfalls of what you could be doing here. My takeaway from that is they need to be more opinionated. <laughs> Thanks for answering the whys for us today. Alex, we've been so happy to have you here and uh, wishing you the very best for the rest of the conference. Thank you, you too. Alex Kearns, everybody. In each of our special episodes from reInvent, we are taking questions from our audience for Rahul. Today, we have a question from Marion about Amazon Go. She says Amazon Go was a revolutionary idea, but we haven't heard anything about e-commerce innovations in these keynotes. Should we be worried about touchless e-commerce going the way of the Alexa dodo bird? Why are we hearing? Question. Yeah, why are we hearing more about e-commerce innovations? Oh, the drag racers are out. Absolutely. Okay, so <laughs> must be ten thirty a.m. Good. So the one thing that uh, AWS uh, is very particular about is not telling the customers what and how they should do. I mean, like I've, I've said this so many times. Right. That's the culture. That's the way they operate. They love to see what their customers do with things. And I think what is disappointing in the keynotes is that they didn't highlight enough of what their customers were doing mm -hmm. with all of this amazing innovation. So I would not expect them to showcase Go uh, as a you know, big theme and you know, do something like that with, in, in any of the keynotes. But yes, Go is pretty damn revolutionary. And I think we are going to see a lot more stuff coming out in that space. All right. Before we go, what's the look ahead for tomorrow? Okay, so tomorrow we are going to have the talk that we've all been waiting for. Oh, my God. The one that's addressed to us, the technologist. So that's going to be Werner Vogels. I'm super excited. I also 
you know, keep a particular eye out for the music that he's chosen for this year. But yeah, so that is going to be a fun, fun talk to attend. And I'm really looking forward to it. I know I've been planning my outfit for days. Um, And while I'm planning my outfit, our wise listeners should send us their questions, their queries, and their reactions to podcast at cloudfix.com. And please don't forget to rate us and review us. Please, five stars. Uh, That's it. We'll see you tomorrow. Absolutely. Bye-bye. A demain.